Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle, and we've got another great episode of Baseball Talk coming at you. A lot of stuff happening over the past week. We're going to break it all down. We'll give you, as usual, our MVPs of the week and the best thing that we have seen over the past week in baseball and we'll talk about a little bit of news around major league baseball what's going on around the league how things are starting to shake out as we are through the first month of the season it's now may 3rd so we've gotten through april and now we're into may season is starting to take shape it's still early but starting to get a little bit of an idea of how things are going to look this year trey how are you doing this morning how was your weekend pretty good solid weekend had some fun with a couple friends of mine and uh yeah, enjoyed uh, enjoyed a, a solid weekend and uh, excited to talk some baseball. Yeah, like I said, we got some good stuff to talk about. A um, little bit of news later on in the episode about some teams that are kind of on a roll right now. But before we get to that, we will do our uh, usual MVPs of the week. So over the past seven days, and we are doing this on Tuesday morning, instead of the usual Monday morning. So things are going to be a little bit off, but we're just going to roll with it. Over the past seven days, Trey, who do you think has been the best player in Major League Baseball? Paul Rice is here in judge. And I am looking at over his last seven days, 27 at-bats, eight runs, 10 hits, five homers, 11 RBIs. Uh, I mean, the guy is heating up and the guy wants to get paid. And he he's he needs to deliver it. So Judge has looked really, really good as of late. So uh, you know, he's in 298, eight homers, 16 RBIs, and a 1.002 on base. You know, the only person that has more is his teammate Anthony Rizzo with nine homers. So uh him, Stanton's look solid, but I think he had two games with two home runs this past week. I know he's had at least one. So uh I'll go with it with Aaron Judge. All right. Well. I didn't want to pick the same player, but I got to go with Aaron Judge as well. The five home runs over the past seven days, 1.296 OPS, uh, 926 slugging percentage. I believe that may lead the league over the past week. Yeah, it does. And the five home runs. Yeah, you're right. He is heating up. He's like you said, he's in a contract year trying to play really well, trying to get that big contract over the offseason. And he just had a fantastic week for the Yankees. The five home runs. Uh, are what stood out to me. And I believe that also leads the league over the past seven days. So big week from Aaron Judge. He's starting to heat up and put together a solid season in right field for the Yankees. All right. Yeah. Over all of the... Oh, sorry. Do you have more to say on I was just Aaron say, Judge? Yeah. I know we're going to talk more about him, but I don't see it stopping anytime soon. This guy is highly motivated. And he wants to be one of the highest paid players in baseball. And I think he's going for the MVP this year. So uh, uh, I wouldn't expect it to stop anytime soon. All right. Over the past week in baseball, and this can be all levels, 
of baseball, minor league, college, major league, what is the best thing that you've seen on or off a baseball diamond? We might have the I'm same answer. Say here it's too. our Virginia Tech Hokies. There we go. I, they get their series win against UVA, first time in the ACC play. It was Ryan Zimmerman Day. That's the only day they won. UVA won a game. They came back for four runs down to win uh, seven to five on Sunday to get the series win. They are now the number five team in the country, or, or depending on where you look at it. And it basically locks them to host a regional, which is really big for this program. And they are the hottest team in the country, like really. And you pair it with softball, you know, the diamonds in Blacksburg, Virginia are going to be hot come postseason play because there is it's locked in basically that they're going to host a regional in both softball and baseball and probably a super regional in softball. And it is definitely if they get to that point, it's definitely going to be some exciting times. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Virginia Tech baseball with the series win over UVA. Like you said, the first time they have won a series at UVA since they joined the ACC. Uh, It was number seven Virginia Tech versus number 11 UVA. So a really highly ranked matchup. And of course, Virginia Tech came out on top. And like you said, they're now the number five team in the country, according to D1Baseball.com. And the softball team, they got a sweep over Boston College on the road at Boston College. So they are now at number two in the country. Uh, you, I mean, you really hit everything on the head there. The, the, both teams are going to host a regional in Blacksburg this year. It's amazing to see what both of them are doing. I think I saw that Virginia Tech and Arkansas are the only schools with their softball and baseball teams ranked in the top five. So it's very impressive to have both teams playing that well this season. It's really good to see the softball team has been You know, they've been good for the past couple of years. I think this is the best that they've been in recent years. But the baseball team, to see what they've done this season, what they've built on over the past couple of seasons, because they've had little, you know, little bouts of success over the past couple of years, but they haven't been able to put it all together for an entire season. So seeing what they're doing, seeing what John Sheff and this team are doing this season, winning as many ACC series as they have, winning against the highly ranked teams that they've beaten. It's really amazing to see everything that Virginia Tech is doing on the diamond, and I just hope it keeps going. Uh, This week, they play Marshall on the road in Marshall tomorrow, and then they have a home series against Villanova, a little bit of an odd series playing Villanova, a non-conference team this late in the season. And then they're uh, done with the ACC play. They play. They have two more ACC series. Oh. They still uh, they host Louisville and then they host That's it. Duke. I, I looked at their schedule so. the other day and I can't remember. I, I remember they have like Liberty still as well. Yeah, one more game against Liberty. So. A uh, midweek game against Kansas State coming up on May 17th. Oh, but bring yeah, back a, uh, <laughs> a solid season overall from and both. And they could win. I mean, it, they have the tiebreaker now against the two top teams in the Coastal Division in Miami and UVA. And I think they're one back, maybe two back of Miami. So they could get the top spot in the Coastal Division. It's very realistic. So, yeah, it's possible. Definitely possible. Great seasons overall from both teams. It's been really fun to watch, and I hope that they keep it going. And I hope that both of them can do something in the postseason because, you know, that, that's, that's where softball has, you know, fell short the past couple of years. They have a great regular season, and then, they just don't do well in the postseason. Last season, so they I just hope went that... up against a monster in UCLA, though. Yeah, 
So I hope that uh, I hope that they can turn that around this year. And they won game one. Run. You don't forget, softball did win game one against UCLA last year, and then they lost the last two. So we'll see. All right, um, Trey. We talked about it a little bit, but I would guess you're pretty happy with not only the way Aaron Judge is playing right now, but the way the Yankees as a team are playing. With their win over the Blue Jays last night, they have won 10 straight games. They are currently in first place in the AL East, a two and a half game lead over the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays and the Mets, they are the only two teams to not lose a series so far this year. But that could end tonight if the Yankees get a win in game two of this series against the Blue Jays. So I'm sure you're feeling pretty good about the way the Yankees are playing right now. Yeah, they're probably they they with the Mets uh, and maybe the Dodgers are the three clear best teams in baseball. I think Toronto is one step down at uh, fifteen and nine, but the Yankees look incredible. You know, it's I think their starting pitching being healthy has been big, and you know they have a ten game homestand, but and they win every game at home, so that that plays a part into it. But the bats are here, and you know. Rizzo, as I mentioned, has hit nine home runs. Stan looks is healthy and has looked really good. Judge is looking like an MVP. You know, Donaldson has played well. It, it, the bats are are coming back for the Yankees, and if they can stay like that and sustain this, then they have the shot. Um, we don't want to talk about who I picked to win the World Series and how who uh, I I the team that I'm despising the most recently. Um, let's let's talk about the Chicago White Sox, a team that has struggled as of late. Um. Uh, uh, well, I, I didn't let you get a thought about the Yankees. My bad. I, I just am still scarred for what the White Sox caused me this week. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. I just wanted to, wanted to hear your thoughts on the Yankees. You're the you're the Yankees fan in the in the duo, so I wanted to hear. How well, you were what do you think of their success? And I, I would love to have you heap praise on my team. <laughs> yeah, I think it's good to see. You know, they're the team that every year they're one of the top contenders and every year they have some kind of struggle. Usually comes around June or July. So, you know, we still got time for that to come. But right now they're playing really well. They look like a complete team. Aaron Judge, like you said, looks like an MVP caliber player. I think that this is probably the best that we've seen the Yankees in the past couple of years. So, uh, I think that this 10-win streak is really impressive, and I believe that they will keep it going. I think that they'll end Toronto's streak of of not losing a series, and I think they'll beat them tonight. Yeah, and the big thing is they're in Toronto, and the Yankees are fully vaccinated. That was something that was questioned, and it they had their full lineup, which is which is big. So, um, which they might need come the postseason if the Blue Jays, you know, are the team they play in the first in the you know in maybe the first round. Uh, as for the team that cost me, so we were exchanging some text messages and I mentioned I, I was betting against the Blue Jays or the White Sox not trying to go three and seven in their last 10. And I bet a lot. I, I lost uh, some money on the White Sox this past week because they decided to just not play well. And this team is now under 509 and 13 you know, four and a half games back already of Minnesota. I know this is really early on. They have a minus 21 run differential. This is a team that both of us thought would win the division. I thought would make the World Series. What is going on on the south side? I don't know. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to watch too many White Sox games this season. But, you know, their team, like you said, both of us thought that they were going to be – 
a really good team, at least win the division and definitely be a World Series contender. I don't know what's going on with them. I mean, they they have all the pieces there. They didn't really they didn't really lose anybody over the offseason. So I don't know if they just got stuck with a, a tough schedule to start things out or if, you know, these other teams are a little bit better than we expected them to be in the American League. But the White Sox, yeah, they need to they need to get it together if they want to start winning some games here and start being the team that we expect them to be. And if you want to stop losing some money. Yeah, they got swept by the Guardians, the Twins, lost two of three to the the Royals and then bounced back to win, uh, split a four-game series with Los Angeles, with the Angels. So they got a series of the Cubs midweek, so that might help them a little bit because the Cubs don't look that great. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on on the south side. Maybe it's, you know, maybe they'll get rid of um, their manager and all will be right maybe. in the world. But, maybe. Uh, we'll see. And that That's definitely – uh, the White Sox looking like an early contender for uh, early season disappointment. Another big thing that happened uh, this past week that made you, I think, yes, it was this past week that made you excited, or at least we haven't talked about it yet. The return of Mr. Ronald Acuna Jr. to the, oh, yeah. the Atlanta Braves lineup. And uh, how did you feel about that, seeing him back? It had to, it had to feel pretty good to uh, see see the MVP candidate back in the lineup it felt amazing I woke up that day and I saw you know I started looking at Twitter and saw the the news that he was back and it was unexpected I didn't expect him to be back until early May so they brought him back you know a week or so early earlier than they had planned on so it was unexpected I I was very excited to see him back in the lineup um you know it's gonna take him a little bit to adjust because he was only in AAA for, I think, two weeks, and he didn't get a spring training, really. So this is the first, you know, real significant live baseball that he's seen since his injury. So it's going to take him a little bit to get back to complete form. But, you know, he's putting the bat on the ball. He's getting contact, hasn't gotten a home run yet, but he's getting there. Uh, last night's game against the Mets, he had an infield single where he reached 30 and a half feet per second when sprinting down the first baseline. So the speed is still there. Looks like his knee has recovered nicely. So, uh, yeah, really good to see him back in the lineup. Obviously, Ronald Acuna Jr. is my favorite player in the league, and I love watching him play. I love him being a part of the Braves team. So it was really, really good to see him coming back to the uh, to the Braves, coming back from that injury. And, you know, I think that he'll get it going here any night now, and he'll start playing at that MVP caliber form that we expect him to play at. Uh, speaking of that game against the Mets, the Braves, they won game one of this four game series against the Mets. They have a double header today and then wrap up the series tomorrow. They're not playing that well as a team right now. So I didn't really expect too much from this series. So, you know, a great win last night. Max Fried was phenomenal on the mound again. He's off to a really good start. The Braves win five to two. So a good win against the Mets. But the Mets were without their manager, Buck Showalter who was suspended for last night's game after Yon Lopez threw at Kyle Schwarber a couple times in Sunday night's game between the Mets and the Phillies. MLB has determined that he was intentionally throwing at Kyle Schwarber, and so they suspended Buckshaw Walter for last night's game. 
and they suspended Lopez for three games. Now, I don't know if you've seen, I don't know if you watched the game on Sunday night or if you've seen the video, but he does throw at him a couple times and both times it's around his legs and it's not that high speed might be intentional, but it doesn't look like he's really trying to hurt the guy. I don't know that it's worthy of a suspension. You know, if you're throwing at someone's head, throwing upper body, throwing, you know, 99 miles an hour at them. Yeah, that's suspension worthy. But what he was doing there and I don't like the the Mets. So, you know, they get suspended. I don't care. But this particular suspension doesn't really seem like it, it was all that of a big deal to me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's is what it is. It's a fight, quote unquote. Um, I mean, we're about to talk about probably a way more serious suspension in a second. And I I just think you're going to see this when these kind of incidents happen. They go on the field. It causes a big issue. They have to discipline. So you'll see a multi-game, couple-game suspension, cinematic series, whatever. So I'm not shocked by it. Yeah. As yeah. speaking of suspensions, um, after basically two years, Trevor Bauer's uh, suspension was announced, and it's it's basically it's a 324 game ban. It's basically to end his contract with the Dodgers. So basically, it sets up for him to never play baseball again. Um, it is one of the longest game suspensions in baseball history. I believe it's the. I've seen that it's the longest suspension that's not a lifetime ban. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was trying to look up the A-Rod suspension, but that got reduced down to 162. Yeah, that was, that was one season. This is a two-year yes, suspension. And, and why is it two years? Well, with most of these, it's a negotiated suspension. Basically, like they go to the player, they know that he's going to appeal, and then they negotiate it down. Well, Bauer, because he is adamantly denied these very serious 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 allegations um he is he's going to appeal and we'll see what happens he's been placed on administrative leave since july 2nd of 2020 2021 last year since he's basically yeah. so so it basically this this allows him to never pit play for um What's it called for the Dodgers? Dodgers. Dodgers. Sorry about that is still early for Trey. Um, But yeah, you know, we exchanged kind of our first thoughts about this and I wasn't surprised about the suspension. I mean, the only part I wasn't the biggest fan of, it wasn't time served, but I get why they did it because they basically were like, we're at this point, he's not going to fight it or he's going to fight it. It's kind of like A-Rod, but way more se- – I want to say what, the allegations are way more serious than PEDs. This is harm to your – like, that's harm to yourself um, and and so on and so forth uh, compared to causing harm to others and those serious allegations. Uh, I understand the suspension. I think it's f- probably was the best thing to do for baseball and we'll see what happens with Trevor Bauer. I was a little shocked at how long the suspension was. Um, 
I'm glad they handed him down a harsh suspension. And, I am you know, too. I, I want to preface this. Like I, I mentioned the time served just because it took almost a full year to get this suspension. Yeah. And, and that's kind of crazy. Like it is. you could. So that's why it's not. And, and, and to add, we've seen this done before where they've used the time served yeah. as part of the suspension. So, yeah. So, so I'm that, not, that this is not unprecedented. Um, but yeah, it, I was a little surprised at how long of a suspension it was. I think there are a lot of misconceptions about this case and a lot of people, a lot of people are defending Trevor Bauer. Um, just, and just reason. to throw in a third person came forward to the Washington post as this was coming out saying accused him. So let's, let's all throw that out there. So when this suspension came down, I, you know, all the replies on Twitter about two, two tweets announcing his suspension, all the replies, you get a lot of guys that are saying like, how can they suspend him even though he's been found innocent or, you know, I thought we were innocent until proven guilty in this country. First of all, major league baseball is not, you know, it's not the legal system. Major League Baseball is an employer, and your employer can suspend you for something that doesn't go through the legal system. You know, they the have NFL their does own it rules. all the time. Yeah, that they have their own rules, so you don't have to be guilty of a crime to be suspended by your employer. Second of all, Trevor Bauer was never found innocent or found not guilty. This case didn't even go to trial because the district attorney didn't think there was enough evidence to prove the woman's accusations now whether that's better than being found not guilty in trial i don't know i'm not a lawyer i'm not a legal expert but all i know is that this case didn't even go to trial because they didn't think that they would be able to get a guilty conviction so he was not found innocent he was not found not guilty so you know all these people that are like oh he was found innocent how are they still suspending him that was not the case so th- there's just a lot of misconceptions about this whole case. Personally, I think that it would have been a really bad look if MLB had let him play, you know, let him come back with no repercussions. But one thing that that kind of sticks out to me in this uh, this suspension is Marcelo Zuna is still playing, and Trevor Bauer is suspended for two years. I mean, the the police literally walked in and witnessed Marcelo Zuna beating his wife, yet somehow he is still playing. And, you know, I say this as a Braves fan. I don't want him on the team. I don't think he should be in Major League Baseball. I don't know how he is playing this year. He only got officially a 20-game suspension, and they applied it to last year because after his arrest and his domestic violence case, he missed all of last season while they were investigating the case. And at the end of the season, MLB finished their investigation. They hand him a 20 game suspension. They say it's retroactive to last season so he can come back and play this year. I don't know how the hell he only got a 20 game suspension, but that is embarrassing for MLB. Yeah, Arod's original suspension was 211 and then it got reduced. So 
Yeah, it's very complicated. I personally believe he's not going to pitch in baseball again. Um, reading that Jeff passed an article on this, or yeah, with Aiden Gonzalez on ESPN, it says in recent weeks, agent executives polled on this were skeptical that a team would take a chance on Bauer, even if he were eligible to pitch this season, given at max minimum the public relations storm that would follow. If an arbiter upholds Immobile's suspension, Bauer will be 33 years old by the time he's eligible to pitch again. He'll be gone almost three years while playing in the majors. More details about MLB's findings will undoubtedly spill out eventually. In all likelihood, they won't be pretty. Otherwise, the league would have come down so hard. It's impossible to rule out a team. I, I wonder if um, – I wonder – and he can't pitch professionally elsewhere while, while the suspension is happening. I want to throw that in there as well because I could completely see him trying to go to Japan and doing this. Uh, I uh, – because he's been so combative since the start, I think that's played a part to it. Yeah, I'm sure. Azuna kind of was like, you know, apologetic and kind of, you know. Yeah. Oh, you got me. I don't know. That sounds so bad. But and but just to compare, the, yeah. to compare the two, you know. And... This does involve, you know, to compare, this involves more sexual assault yeah. and domestic violence, which is true. Are different. Very both serious, both terrible, but they're different. different. Um, so yeah, it, it's just a tragic situation because I like Trevor Bauer. Like I thought he was really good for the sport the way he wanted to, you know infuse fun and he tried this new wave of with his vlogs and you know giving access to fans and so it just kind of sucks that there's there was this maybe this dark side to him that we didn't know and it, it leads to this just tragic tragic for the victims tragic for baseball you know even tragic for him because he can't pitch anymore and and so uh, it's just, you know, first, you know, my first sympathies goes to the victims. Um, you know, this story ain't going away. And they, it, you know, it's, they have to relive it every time it's talked about on Sports Center or, or wherever. And so that, that, that is kind of the sucky part of this. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a terrible situation all the way around but yeah i think you're right i don't think it's gonna go away so i think we're gonna we're gonna keep hearing about it you know he, he's obviously appealing the suspension so we'll hear the results of that and then i guess like jeff passon said there must be more details coming out about mlb's investigation so i think that we're going to be hearing about this story for a while uh, let's try to end today's episode on a high note let's look at some of the series coming up this week uh, of course, a couple of series got underway last night on Monday. The Yankees and Blue Jays, they play game two tonight. The Braves and the Mets play a double header today. And we've got a couple of good series kicking off today. Uh, we have tonight the Giants and the Dodgers. That should be a good one to watch. First pitch is at 10-10 tonight in Los Angeles. Both teams playing really well so far this season. Should be a fun series to watch between the NL West rivals. Uh, and then coming up this weekend, we have the Mets and the Phillies. 
facing off again in a weekend series in Philadelphia. So those two teams with a bit of a rematch. Did you mention White Sox Cubs? Oh yeah, White Sox Cubs this week. The uh, what do they call that in Chicago? Their intra-city rivalry. I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, White Sox Cubs should be a good series to watch. So a lot of fun baseball this week. A lot of fun stuff to watch. Virginia Tech baseball and softball looking to continue their historic seasons. Whole lot of stuff to keep an eye on over the next week. That's all I got. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. As always, give us your thoughts on the MLB season so far at Mackins in the news, at Trey Lyle VT on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Leave us a five-star review as always. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out. Thank you.